0: Welcome to Visibility Unlimited Podcast, hosted by Leslie Short from The Cabo Group. We will be covering topics that are important to diversity and inclusion, company culture, leadership, and the role that each of us plays within those topics. I bring four decades of experience when I created The Cabo Group to advise companies and organizations how to expand beyond their current culture through the diversity and inclusion lens. My focus is designed to seek growth through open conversation, conflict coaching, trainings, and workshops. I firmly believe that issues don't go away just because programs are in place, but by continually evolving and having a channel to listen, to understand the people who are our greatest assets. I am also a speaker, chaplain, activist, certified mental health aid, mediator, conflict, and transformational coach as well as the CEO and leadership advisor. I look forward to my new book, They and Them, Making It We and Us, A Realistic Approach to Diversity and Inclusion, which will be available January 2021. And this week's conversation, does representation matter? Let's talk about it. Hello, everyone. So I'm Leslie Short, I'm the owner of the company. Group. I think most of you know, I work with companies
1: and organizations to work with people to expand beyond their current culture through the diversity and inclusion lens, which encompasses anything that has to do with disabilities, LGBTQ, T plus, race, gender, all under my umbrella, company culture. I'm going to jump in, I will mess up his system on questions. Um, just so you're aware he will yell at me later. but That's okay. I like this to be interactive. I tell you to start putting your LinkedIn um, think you know, addresses in to connect. I love for this to be a conversation and not me being a talking head. So I'm going to kick it off by this is a extension of last week's conversation a bit, which was really about Women in the workplace, are we just checking the boxes on diversity and inclusion? Are white women the new face of diversity and inclusion? Do men even care if women are in the office? And today I wanted to expand on this representation matter. And that means diversity and, uh, sorry, uh, disabilities. It means um, race. It means gender. It means LGBTQ. And so I'm going to do that by just running off a few things for us to discuss. When I start thinking about this, here's the things that came to mind. I posted, if you saw the LinkedIn post about the female judge in the UK, who checked every single box for everyone, African-American. So female, African-American, lesbian, judge, disabilities. Like she had everything. So she represented a full circle of a lot that was going on there. Then we have the Valley Victoria from Princeton, who's the first African-American Valley Victorian in the history of Princeton, which is, is crazy. Then you have RuPaul from back in the day that started with, with drag queens. And you have shows that are now in prime time with drag queens. You have um Cry for the Straight Guy, you have Off the Boat for Asians, you have Crazy Rich Asians. You have Target as one of the companies that I feel that has done a great job at representation, not only in just the products that they bought in, but in their advertising. Then you have martell Martella, who I am in love with, every Barbie that they've come out with in this last um year and a half that has really represented um, I feel represented not only our society of where we are today, but just mixing it up. Uh, and then Does representation matter the doctors you go to, the nurses that take care of you, the educators that are teaching yourself or your children or your friends. What does that look like and what does that feel like? So again, everyone can start asking questions and jumping in and commenting, and this is not a wait to the end. This is a we're having a community conversation. Because in order for representation to matter, we need to have a voice and what matters. Because if you look at advertising agencies or if you look at companies in the way that they hire, people go with what they're comfortable with. Nothing wrong with that. But the simple fact of the matter is if we're supposed to be a diverse society, which we are, why are we so segmented within our diversity? It's okay for this person to do that, and they can represent that you can't be the CEO unless it's your own company, or you can't be the VP, or you can't even get to manager unless you go to college and get these 15 degrees and then come back and maybe then we check the box. Does it make a difference if you walk in a store and you have a disability and you see someone, and this is a disability that's seen because it's disabilities clearly seen and unseen. Does that make you wanna shop and spend your money and so this goes back to another um, webinar that we had about where are you spending your money. If you see companies representing who you are, do you patronize them more? So anyone can jump in again. now, And I have my questions up, so I can't see if there's something.
2: Oh, sorry. Kim um, Kim put a question up here. And Kim, just FYI, I'm gonna unmute your mic, but uh, just put it to everyone. You send it to me privately. but. Uh...
3: Hi, everybody. Um, My my point to Leslie uh, about representation, I know that most of my African-American friends, the females, they do prefer a Black doctor. I have a friend in um, Florida. She has MS. Now, the first doctor that she went to, they had misdiagnosed her. She went to another doctor who was a Black female doctor, and she gave her a whole laundry list of things that she should do that was never on the list of the doctor that she went to before. The other thing, representation, is that I also had friends who had had some female issues um, and they went to Caucasian doctors who were not as sympathetic and automatically wanted to put them on the list for surgery when they went to either Hispanic or either a black doctor, they definitely had other options for them, not necessarily surgery, it could be diet change, it could be stress level, it could be putting them on medications. That's one of the things I think medically is that one of the things that we don't get enough representation.
1: So I also think I've never had a black doctor Oh, okay. <laughs> I lived in Europe for 13 and a half years in Asia, so I was the only one in a country. So if I was looking for one, that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. Nine out of 10. So, you know, I think it's an individual thing. Of course, mm-hmm. you hear the stories. You hear it from, I'm going to throw about celebrities since everyone, you hear it from Serena Williams that she needed to advocate for herself. I just got off a webinar with um, a politician, African American politician, who said, his wife almost died giving twins because the doctors did not believe that she was in pain. And so it is kind of a history thing that some doctors have not taken um, one women, mm-hmm. the whole symptoms and then African-American and Hispanic women's symptoms seriously. Um, so yes, I think having options is always your personal choice. So I want to have options. The thing is, then, do you go around going, where is the GBTU do do doctor? Maybe, because there are there are parts of you that you may want to be able to share that you feel that someone else to connect to. I personally just need you to be the best that you can be at what you do and not annoy me. And if you know me, that means, you know, that's like, let's keep it moving. I, that's the type that I want. Do I want to see for Hispanic doctors, African-American doctors, Indian doctors, Latino? I want to see brilliant people doing brilliant things. That's my first thought. Uh, yes. i no, me catch it. Go ahead.
2: I just want to add to that what, what Kim was saying as well, too. And I think that um, um, for me, I think representation does matter especially when it comes to not only your physical health from a from a medical doctor but from your mental health from you know a psychiatrist or a therapist and I speak from a personal experience where I was going through some things at work where the reason why I couldn't tell anybody at work and I I'll, I'll be fully transparent and tell you what the situation was being a black male going these past few years where on the news you're seeing people that look like you get gunned down in the streets. I couldn't go to my my company, that's 3,000 employees when I was in corporate America and speak to my supervisor who did not look like me, complete opposite of me and say, hey, I need this mental day off, or I need to come in, I need to take a week off of work, you know? So therefore, if I can't say this to my supervisor, who's a white male, then how can I go to my therapist to say, hey, here's the things that I'm going through, who is the same thing, a white male, not understanding some of those underlying fears that I had as far as walking through the streets in New York or catching a catching a, you know, catching the subway, hoping not to get harassed. So I think that I think that representation does matter when it comes to certain things where it's very important. And I can't speak for anybody else, but as far as being an African American, I think we need to seek out those people who kind of understand us, because that's more of a hurdle that we have to jump over when we're trying to explain, like, hey, here's the reasons why I feel like this. That's just my two cents.
1: You know me, I'm always going to play devil's advocate. I absolutely agree. I believe that representation matters in every single field. In the conversation, everyone should have the opportunity to build and to be able to go to someone that they're comfortable with. Hands down, the question is, does representation matter? And my book, Yes, Everywhere. Now, let's take a step a couple steps back. When I was working, uh, so some of you know I'm also a mediator. And there is a new program that they're trying to do in the city, New York, um, that is about diversity and i remember when they came to speak to the media, mediation group and i don't want this to be about race so i want to continue the conversation with disabilities and lgbt and gender i want this to be a full conversation so we don't get stuck not stuck but i don't i want the conversation to be a full conversation this evening but i remember her saying oh we're going to have them check the box if they want to see it African-American or Hispanic. I said, and so, you know, I raised my hand. I said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I love the fact that you are looking to expand the diversity pool of mediators. And arbitrators, that is great. That is what we need. I said, but how exactly are people going to be able to request this? Having them check the box? Cool. I prefer to have an African American. I said, but if you call me to only do black cases, you and I are going to have a problem because I'm a mediator and I understand what needs to happen. And I am certified in many things. And so I we have to be careful sometimes that when we want the representation, who is repping us, number one? and. Do they not get stuck in here somebody? Hispanic go speak to them, black go speak to them. They're just dis- disabled because it doesn't mean they still have the sensibility. Sometimes someone that looks like you may not want you to succeed, may not want to share all the information. So I want us to have a full conversation. And again, I want to make it 100% clear representation matters. The next question is speaking for you does that matter because I love giving off the last webinar and someone said I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble with churches because I said you can reach beyond that and I was texting someone else and I said oh my god I just wrote the same thing in my book if you want some other educated people you can go outside churches especially when it comes to the african-american community is there but look at the disability community and so i don't know i invited a couple people that have disabilities that you can see if you're on please chime in and speak up and advocate because i think that's something that needs to happen as well no one assumes you need to have that advocate or 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 that person that represents you unless you us stand up and say where where is so and so? Where where are the women at the top? Did you see the news yesterday where there was a man on a Zoom call and his six year daughter did, the, you know, walk in, look at the screen and said, Daddy, where's the women? There's no girls here. And he said he just turned red and he was just like, oh, my God, now I have to have this conversation with my six year old. But she was smart enough to go. You have no girls there. That's bad, Daddy. And, like, and then walked out of the room you know so yes representation matters but i want it to be the right representation anyone have thoughts on what that is do you care yes hey peter i
4: think like um disability is still like something that i'm very much vocal about in my own experience but what i've found especially with that specific area of uh, of disability is that it's so individualized individualistic so each condition is almost different i'm i'm a stage manager and i've actually last week i just reached out to my union like there's a stage management group and spoke and tried to see could any if anybody felt like they identified with a disability community if they were handy capable if they had any kind of condition to please reach out and like just private message me because it's much like a Sensitive matter, like you shouldn't talk about, and it's something that I'm actually actively working at trying to change that that conversation. But what is difficult is with the few people that I did I have connected with that they that we have very different circumstances still, so we can relate to having challenges, but they're different stories. And so that's so speaking for someone and being like I speak for all disabled people is very difficult and even i don't always feel like i identify as a disabled person because it's not just like it's a journey that you have so it's also how you
1: identify um, I, I can't speak for all black folks and black folks can't speak for me and that's why i said who represents you and are they representing you or as you say, from a whole you know it's not one disability or from one area it's here's some issues and concerns that we need to look at. And how do we make how do we begin to build on this to make it better for a whole? And then we get down into the subtext of, of things.
4: Um, but I think a, a a common thing is that there should just be diversity, especially in the workplace and when you see and when you have a meeting. like If it is all the same people, what are you talking about? don't have an actual conversation and that's just like i just can't with this yeah there needs to be a diverse conversation <laughs> and,
1: and diversity of thought mm-hmm. you know that's, that's what i say I, if you have someone that's going to the same college and even if they all look different doesn't really happen but if they all look different sitting in that room they all graduated from the same place what do you get nine out of ten eight out of ten i'll be nice you get the round, the same community of conversation. There isn't a diversity of thought. And then when there is, it's like, don't shake the boat. Well, I for one am here to not shake the boat, but to recognize that each of us come as individuals. And though you get checked under the diversity box of gender, race, LGBTQ, veterans um you know that doesn't define who i am and i don't think it defines who any of you are it what defines this is what we bring to the table you know i always say what's your added value to your conversation to uh, disabilities or gender or race or whatever that is so no we're never going to be able to advocate and stand for everyone but i think there is a way that how we each walk in our own lives. Um, how we show up in the world we is part of representation. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts in there before I keep going? Brian, you're being quiet. I'm gonna put I don't wanna put you on the spot, but I <laughs> Wait, I moved you out, yeah, yeah.
5: no i mean i think i i'm mostly just listening but i think that um for i mean for me personally as as a gay man first of all i mean with the with the representation and medical thing i think it's actually very important because you know there's a lot of issues that i might want to talk about that i might not be comfortable talking about with a straight man or with a woman not that there have any hangups but it's a hang up of my own right that that I'm just not comfortable speaking about certain things with people um I think as far as as diversity i mean i i've always you know I've always worked for very <laughs> diverse organizations and on a small thing, but I think that there's we constantly have a need for improvement right like i've been I've been working a lot the last couple of years with Rotary International, which you know has never had a female president. They've never, they've had one, one black president in the history of the organization. And so um, as much as the, and they didn't even allow women in an organization until, you know, the late nineties. So, or the late eighties. So I think that, that being able to have that is one thing, but I think the other part is, is really stepping up personally and being visible as, as that. And it's not, so it's not so much about filling any sort of quotas, but about really, stepping into it yourself and being willing to open and be able to talk about that and, and, and have that conversation with people. Because uh, for a lot of people, you know, we're personally, I reached this point where, where people want to have this discussion about involvement with the black community, with the Asian community, whatever. And, and it's something that, you know, based on my personal experience, it's not something that I think about as much. I don't think about the black gay experience as much as black gay men do. Um, or Black gay women do. And so how, you know, but being able to be there and be open to the conversation, I think is an important part of how we express that that diversity as well. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. We have to be willing to step outside of what we know or our own personal issues. I can't ever say, we talk about, it, I can't say I know what it's like to be a Black male. I have more chances of walking out, not really, but I have more chances of walking out my door and making it down the street and making it home than my black nephew or another black man just minding their business. This is the reality of what it is. Now, it's getting kind of shaky. Uh, this is kind of fair game, but, you know, stats are that's what it is. So, but can I sympathize? You know, I think uh, some of you know, I, you know, I work as an advocate for the US-Israel relationship. People go, well, how are how you, how you getting that with, with, with folks from Israel? doesn't mean that i know everything or i know the struggle it means that i can i have i can empathize with with the struggle i can empathize with the work that needs to be done i can stand up and be counted for what i also say on that is i will stand up for you but when it's time will you stand up for me and that's where i think we need to really be aware of one who we put to represent us and who doesn't? And I swear I had the craziest dream. And again, I saw a question. So feel free to, 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 to jump in when you need me. That I the, I was somewhere yesterday and I don't know, this is really bad, but Reverend um, Al Shopton was there and I was somewhere where I was producing an event and I walked by and I said hello to the volunteers and the women did not want to say hello to me. Um, and I was just like, hmm? and they were like oh we don't speak to black people and i was like well um thank you for letting me know and so let me and i was walking toward uh <laughs> my crazy dreams i don't know it's pending but i was just like i would love to introduce you to them but they don't want to say hello to me so what sucks for them is i'm actually in charge right now and so they're excused from their volunteer position but it was just like <laughs> you know and I, I hope you learn to say hello and then i woke up but i've been in that situation before and i think many of us have where um, no matter where you are, even if you have the quote unquote right representation of that moment, people will come with their perceived notions. Are you gonna jump in?
6: Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I was more thinking about how like, I mean, this ties into literally everything we've talked about so far, but I, once you mentioned the diversity in, um, in thought, diversity of thought, I was considering my own personal experience in applying for law school. And I I was thinking, like, the whole process seems to be very catered toward, you know, early 20s, fresh out of college, um, you know, having gone to a great school at great grades and all of that, um, you know, that's pretty standard for a lot of graduate schools, but specifically for law school. And um, the more I thought about it, the more frustrating I'd be the more frustrated I felt because what if I didn't go to, uh, you know, a great school, but I didn't have the means to and I went to, let's say, because of, for example, my race and let's say I was stuck in a cycle of poverty and I went to to maybe like four years here and there, like, you know, at a community college. Um, then I would feel completely discouraged from the process altogether. It's been discouraging for me as an adult continuing education, just to go through the process. But I'm just thinking of all of the things, all of the overlapping identity, identities that uh, would be considered minorities that would negatively affect and experience many steps of the way. And
1: that's where, again, a positive representation matters so you say that to me i'm going to be like oh, i know exactly who you need to speak to um because they've been through that process before and they are a partner in a law firm as a black man here in new york city that though it's not a woman he can at least he he mentors young lawyers he can at least get you you know help you round up and so yes that's where representation does matter because sometimes that people are you're trying to navigate. I think we're all trying to navigate right now, but you're trying to navigate sometimes and you're just like, who do I reach out to that may be able to guide me that is similar thought process of mine or, or not even similar, but can understand from where from which I have come. And you know, when right. I have a big thing about the justice system and um, jury duty though I understand it is all of our duty to serve. I always go, God forbid I lost my mind and I have to go sit in front of a, a jury of my peers. I don't know how many black ballerinas that lived in Europe that owned a business in, a cha- in Japan, that had a strip joint, that produced for television, that worked for celebrities, that have their own diversity. I don't know how many of those are going to be sitting at that table. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what those peers are going to look like. So we are already at a deficit when we say a jury of our peers. Where is the representation? And then I'm going to maybe hope that the judge sympathizes with me or the other attorney. Oh, God, that background is kind of crazy. Let's take a second look. Who knows? So as we think about representation, I always like to say, let's think beyond where we sit. Like you said, to where we want to go or the possibilities to be. There is a great commercial out now of a woman, black surfer, and she is like, Yo, I love surfing, but I couldn't find anyone else that looked like me that was when you say hang 10. So she was like, So I created my own group. You know, look at the the amazing actress that's on Broadway. That they rebuilt the back of the the stage to do to get her wheelchair, and then she wins. You know, she her, yes.
2: Can I add to that? Sorry, sorry, Leslie, um, but just want to add to that, Nisha, as well as that. Um, yeah, going back to what Leslie said is that she you should create your group um, if you can't find that representation, and you know, not to not to I guess uh, market our toot my own horn as they say, but that's how the Village Collective came about as well. So I left corporate America a little bit over a year and a half ago. And when I started my own company, I was talking to VCs, I was going out trying to find people that look like me to help advance my particular startup. And that definitely didn't happen. So what I did was, I literally started, got 10 friends together, had a breakfast at, um, at WeWork and we literally just sat around and talked about how we could help one another. And that's how the Village Collective grew over the past year and 18 months or so is being in part because there was other people out there that were struggling through the same things and not just, you know, other black entrepreneurs because the Village Collective is made up of, you know, first generation, first generation immigrants, you know, um, black, white, Asian, Whatever they may be, but they came together as a collective group. So, for example, you're going through this with this application process, the law school as well. I'm sure there's other people like yourself out there going through the same things. What I would do, I would do some scouring around, you know, LinkedIn to see if there's already a LinkedIn group that's out there. And if there's not create one and other people want right. to join you that to give you that, that reinforcement that you need. Sorry to jump in there, but I just wanted to. That was so timely to give that piece of information. Oh, that
1: Thank you. Very. That's perfect. I mean, the cover group started the same way. As I looked around and said, what, what is my next thing, and I kept saying, I hate the way that diversity and inclusion is being used. I hate that it's just a checkbox. I hate that it's being tossed. I hate that no one's having real conversations so that people can figure out how do we move this forward together. How are we just keep showing up? The reason this is not working in companies is because you keep checking a box and throwing people together, but no one's taking the time to figure out you're dealing with people. So how do we have a conversation on how we actually include people? Um Yes, Peter, go jump in. Y'all
4: Is that a yes? I think one of the, some of the diversity inclusion work that I first started being a part of was like very much going around the wheel and seeing where you hold privilege. And it really is about like, if you really want a diverse work environment if you want a diverse hospital that you go to or health center you need to it's a collective action and that means that you identify within yourself where you do hold privilege because each of us on this call hold privilege in some respect we all may fit into some part of trying to push the disability or sorry the the diversity inclusion lens forward in different ways um, but we all hold Privilege in some respect too. So that's speaking up for ourselves and for the greater, (laughs) the greater community.
1: We have to use the privilege that we have. If you, if you are truly about, um, hey, Randy, um, if you are truly about, um, advancing the, the representation, the diversity, the inclusion, diversity of thought, then. We owe it to ourselves to stand up and rise up. And that is to say when there is an unjust, but to also have solutions to the unjust. If you're always with your fist up in the air, ready to go, or a flag going, what is that doing past showing, okay, that's great, they did that. Where are we moving this to say, okay, let's have the conversations. How do you feel? what is working, what isn't working. This is how I would like to be represented. You know, I think I told the story last week when someone, when I went to a job and they started effing me and blah, 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 because that's how they spoke to the salespeople. And I said, sorry, no, no, no. That's not how you will speak to me. I speak to everyone like that. Well, that today's a new day. Well not speak to me that way. Sorry. And you know, they were like the new girl's crazy. And I was like, so I'm crazy then, but unacceptable. And so I didn't allow it to happen. You know, and you can't always look. We're all tired, right? <laughs> you know, there's, there's a thing going around. I'm tired. I'm tired of having to fight. Why do I have to keep teaching people how we want to be treated? Because if you don't teach people how you want to be treated or how you want to be represented, people will take it upon themselves. To, to figure out how you want to be represented. You know, I was on something earlier today, it was uh, LGBT, how are you going to add LGBTQ pride month into your office? And, you know, it was great, but I mean, the first thing was just like, is it always drag queens? And, you know, I, I mean, I and I was a little offended and I'm like, well, I don't have a right to be offended. It's not my world, but I I can at least say I I believe I'm an advocate and a champion and I've been called an ally because you don't name yourself an ally, but can we think of something else? It's just like, you know, for Chinese New Year, it's bigger than dragons, you know, (laughs) though they represent there's something bigger than that. And until we speak up, um, if representation matters to say. I understand this has worked. Here's some new options. Randy, I, you know, I'm going to put you right on the spot. Uh, so Randy uh, is also part of my council, of the cover group. I've known Randy for I don't know how many years. We don't need to talk about that part. Um, but I also remember when Randy was not in his chair. And uh, he is in the chair now and i love him because he'll be like i'm somebody to talk to my wife and she will get on You talk about somebody that's ready to roll and represent <laughs> and not it's no pun intended on the role but they're right there but speak about even i mean i love to hear from you even about traveling and having just what happened to you all even in the last couple months and you starting your travel agency that focuses on Doesn't focus on but highlights disability.
7: Okay. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm fortunate because I I do like to travel, and I was introduced back to travel after my accident because I traveled a lot before I got injured. But after my motorcycle accident, I didn't really think I could travel anymore. And I went to a charity golf event, and I remember bidding on a cruise. And the guy that actually won the cruise found out that he outbid me, and gave it to me. So When I went on that cruise, uh, it kind of it was good and bad because I found out things that I just didn't know about traveling and being disabled. And once that happened, once, once that, that happened, happened it, it kind of changed. Myself. You got, to, you got to change things. And uh, I found out that what was important about being prepared and also uh, planning ahead. And once I begin to do that, I realized that people that are disabled do not travel because of these type of reasons and situations that come about. Um, I didn't know that cruise ships had so much carpet. And I didn't understand how uh getting on and off planes how difficult it was and how to prepare and what to say to tsa what to say when you're ordering tickets what to say when you are speaking to hotels and and i said a lot of people do not travel because of that reason and i said i don't want anybody to go through that like i went through it so that's when it gave me the idea of starting a travel agency but specializing in uh ability travel and also specializing in uh, autism travel because I knew so many uh, people that had children that were autistic and with that autism, they would not travel because it would be more frustrating and it would be more uh, trouble than enjoyment. So traveling with my wheelchair basketball team, uh, we recently went to Wichita, Kansas for our national tournament.
1: Don't give the whole story because it's in
7: my book. Okay. <laughs> well, we we have a um a, a rehab that sponsors our team. And when the COVID nineteen really began to get really big in late February, it was like a little buzz about maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should go. And then when March came, it was like March 10th or 9th, I think it was the 9th, they said, We're not sending you, the hospital's not gonna be liable, we're canceling all your tickets, canceling your hotels. We're going to cause everything. We cannot send you because we don't want to be liable. So what many of my teammates did, I remember I was sitting at work and I was really frustrated. And I got a text from somebody and said, Coach, what are we going to do? This is wrong. We worked all year for this. And somebody's just going to walk in and take it, something that we should have won. And I said, well, listen, after work, I get off work at 5, we'll get together about 6 as a team and we'll kind of talk. And when we got together, it was like, "Hey, we can raise this money," and I was like, "Yeah, we can." But in the back of my mind, I was like, "I don't know." Twenty-four hours to come up with twenty thousand dollars was a tall order.
1: So, can so, I can I fast forward a little bit for time? Yes. Sorry, not not to cut you off, but long story short, they were able to travel, but there was a lot of things that went awry as part of their travel. Incomes. The advocate, is what I'm going to say. And that is Kimberly, who's there, who is Randy's wife. And I received a call at, I don't know, at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, like, listen, this is what happened. What do we do? And it wasn't that she didn't know what to do because they had done everything that they were supposed to do and had the representatives from the airlines there to, to do what they were supposed to do. And the, again, long story short, it just didn't happen. And so even though there are representatives in places that are supposed to do what they're supposed to do, and that they as a team, and Kimberly as someone that is able, had done everything that that was asked for them to do, the representative that was there for the airline did not. And that was a representative that was there for those that are traveling, that has a disability. So again, it comes back to everyone that represents or is supposed to be your representative in your field may not be the best person to handle that position at that time. So it it, it crosses the board of travel. So Randy and Kim have this travel agency now that they can share with others that here's what you need to be prepared for. Or here's where we know has worked. So you need representation like that. So when we think about it, it's not only in the office. It's in the travel. It's in medical fields. It's in the education field. It's in stores. It's in books. I mean, look what happened for Barnes and Noble during Black History Month, where they took a bunch of books and they were like, we're just going to put them all here and it was, it was just all wrong. There was no consultant <laughs> and that's what I read about it. Clearly there was no consultants to say, Hey, this is what needs to happen. And Peter, like you said, you can't answer for everyone in the disability space, or, or, or but what you can do is say, here's what I'm specially on. Here's what I, I work with other colleagues that I know they know this piece of it. I would like to come together and we as a collective will consult for this book signing this travel this this broadway show this this office layout whatever it is but we need to start i'm not telling anybody what to do but you're here so that means it's important to you so we as a collective do need to start to rise up and be able to have these conversations when we are in stores or when things are not comfortable, and you go, hey, like the little six year old girl, there's no women here. Daddy, where are the girls? You know, there, I end up speaking on a panel because I saw someone um, speaking about diversity and inclusion, and that was their entire weekend. But guess what? There was not one person speaking about diversity and inclusion in the entire diversity and inclusion weekend so i emailed them i said i noticed that you're speaking about it but no one's having the conversation about what it is oh no 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 we were still booking that speaker but your conference is in a week and they're yes. like are you available i'll take that gig yes because i'm gonna help you
2: yes sorry to interrupt um looks like patricia may have a question or a comment
8: Oh, I just wanted to comment I'm um, being quiet because I know you guys have been together for a while, so I'm catching up. Um, but I was going to say it's almost like the way I would look at it is representation is foundational because as you say, Leslie, and I think Kim earlier, it's almost like for me, like I'll just give you an example. Like I was getting out of my 401k and I don't know the first thing about money and I was looking for somebody to help me and I knew that I wanted a female because I know it's such a heavily, the stock market and the financial industry is so heavily male. And I was like, I want a female to to represent me. So from that, I had the diversity of having four or five different females to choose from to say that that's the point, right? It's like, I could say to your point, Leslie, like, of these women, just because they were born female and they have the same DNA, doesn't mean that that they're all going to. I don't care what you, they look like, right? But it's they're all female. But to me, that's an important thing. And then from there to your point, it's like now the beauty is because I'm represented there, I can choose the best person for me that I feel the the best connection to, right? So it's like, you almost look at it as like foundational because you really do have to have that breadth of options and that diversity of options. And then from there, it's like, okay, now let me find. But the beauty of, without having that representation, we don't have any of those choices. You'll get so
1: excited. The first one, the only one. Well. Something's not right with the system if we're still doing the first one and the only one. Right. Right. You know, we, we need to have, we should have, I'm going to start saying we should have, stop telling people what they need to do. What we should have, this is my work for myself. Uh, we should have an option of, of agencies, of, of people, of thought. We go into a store and you can find 15,000 white t-shirts, right? Do you need 15 white t shirts? Well, maybe you do, because maybe one has more cotton, maybe one has a label, one maybe doesn't have a label. But you know what? You know, what we used to say when we were in the fashion industry you're not adding a third sleeve to a t shirt. So, <laughs> though the gender, the race, you know, whatever check boxes we go under may be there, there are specialties, there is connection. There is um, a understanding that you look for. And that's why. So it goes back to, again, I've never had a black doctor. Doesn't mean I don't want a black doctor. I've been able to have very good doctors at what I've had. I don't go looking for because once I like you, I like you and I need you not to retire. I need you to be there. You know my madness. Let's move on. Um, That's just me but to have the option so there's something in one of the in the workshops that I do there's one question that I want you to think about it. I was going to use this name, but what nationality or what gender is your dentist and so I know that's a crazy question isn't it so when I do that in corporations people are like come on now the reason the normal is because Iranian, I know. My, <laughs> they they that you usually choose a dentist that that looks like you that you're comfortable with. Hmm. And when I said it to my dentist, who happens to be a um an Indian woman who's married to a white Irish man, and the two of them together are straight comedy team when I'm in there. And that's why I love them, because they're a straight comedy team. And so I said it to her, and she was like, Oh, I'm gonna be quiet now. Only been Indian, and I'm like that's okay, but it's something to think about because when we say representation, how far does it go? Is it representation or is it comfort? Is it comfort and representation? Is it representation as long as you don't have to be part of it? So it's it's these are you know we we throw you know we throw out the banner, this is what the talk is, but I also want to have these conversations because i want us to start thinking about different layers to what it means so when you're out there wherever that is in your communities and somebody else says to you representation matters you may say well how exactly does it matter how exactly are you making it matter because these are the questions that i ask when i'm dealing with corporations. I want this. Why do you want that?
2: Yes, just, just you know, we have nine minutes um, oh. the hours. Um, to uh, one thing I wanted to ask, um, just I'm curious about is so I was on a call earlier this week with a bunch of people from in the within the travel organization. Um, it was a diversity inclusion um, discussion as well. And um, one of the one of the things that, not to be too long-winded, but what can what can we take as individuals? What can we take away to try to understand all the parts of the diversity wheel? You know, because I, I guess I struggle with I struggle with trying not to overlook the privilege that I have, and trying not to like gauge. You know, I guess my the, the disadvantages that I have compared to someone else's disadvantage. You know what I mean? So how can I any any type of any type of like I guess words of insight to try to be more open and see some of the other, you know, uh other disadvan other disadvantages that people have to be that to be that advocate for them. So since so, uh, I'm trying to no it's kind of complicated.
1: No, no. So about being an advocate for someone, unless you believe and understand, and that's part of a walk, and you really want to see things happen. You can be a champion of have you heard, have you seen? I believe you can't be an ally. Someone has to bless that onto you to make you an ally. That's you're living the work, you're doing the work, they see you, they believe in you, you're there all the time. What I can say about privilege, I say if you have the privilege, which we all have. Let me take one step back before privilege, diversity. We are all diverse. I don't care if we're all the same color in the room or not. We are all diverse, number one. The privilege that we have, I think you use the privilege to have the conversations. We're using the privilege that we have now to create these webinars and have these conversations so that each of us have a platform to voice something new to share. That each of us starts connecting, you know, on like I said, put your LinkedIn's in, start connecting with people. You now know you have someone that's in the travel agency disability. You have this to begin to have the conversations to understand what is it that they may want you to advocate for. Advocate for. We just can't assume that everyone wants somebody to advocate for them. We may be good. You know, when I saw someone that was going in as a diversity and inclusion officer, she was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go in and I can't wait to change everyone's schedule to make it better. I said, whoa, whoa, you may be going in messing up someone's nice little schedule that they have with their family, time they get off with what they do. You have to ask people, what are your concerns? How may I be of service? See, that's the difference. It's about how can I be of service, to the cause? That you have that's what's important okay so if you're going to take something away ask the questions don't assume one walk in your in your like I said you have to walk into in who you are who are you as a person and what are you bringing to the table be able and be willing to share that and then be able to ask others how can I help you or say here's something that you may be interested in that I found out information for. Be of service first. Did I answer you
2: question? Yes. I had a quick question. And if- Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, Brian. Just okay. want to say this. Um, everyone, if you want to connect, put your um, LinkedIn within the chat, as well as I'm going to put a survey in here. If everyone can, can please complete that quick survey. Literally takes less than a minute for questions. That's it. Sorry,
5: I apologize. Yeah, I just I wanted to piggyback really quick because I think while it doesn't have the same, uh, you know, it's it's nowhere near the same experiences of of racial diversity or or sexuality or male female. But I think that one of the things is 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 when I've when I've been having these discussions that we kind of forget about is things. And, and I think it's being open to other people's diversity. For example, uh, I've been sober for 25 years. And so much of what we do is based around alcohol. And especially in the workplace, but in a lot of things, how do we how do we make inclusion for people who aren't comfortable with that or who might be struggling with that on a, on a bigger thing? Mental health, I think, is a huge thing with people that are struggling with mental health issues. And I think that, that that's something that, Somehow we have to be more open to that conversation um, and and it's and because it's people, people are, gonna, are not as comfortable talking about that. And it's not as obvious. Also, it's something that's sort of like, oh, I don't think about this. And so we're going to have a cocktail party every Thursday night. Um, and that alienates people within our communities, you know, sometimes. So I think that's just something I wanted to kind of throw in there.
1: That's great point. so you know someone comes to me and i'm like i know who you have to speak to because my friend just invented the new app loopsy lopsy loops i can't i'm gonna mess it up but it's for our he's advocating to have sections in stadiums that are non, that are for those that don't drink that's that's recovered or recovery you wouldn't know it but you could book it so that the cocktail which is not coming around every two seconds going do you want to drink and that there's boxes that are don't have to buy a certain beverage amount to reach. So he's out there advocating for that and speaking about, and he's been very vocal during this time of of us being on pause of uh, one mental health and those in recovery. So yes, those are conversations we need to have. You know, I've been saying when we go back into whatever this is, we go back into some type of office, if that's where you have to go. You need to have a diversity and inclusion consultant, a mental health um, consultant, and a grief consultant. Because those are the three, before anyone does any type of work, we're going to need to deal with as we go back. Because someone has had to be under those umbrellas, if not all of them, during this time. So we definitely have to be open to outside of what we know or think of as diversity or what may be an issue to understand we need to meet people where they are and offer those things, you know, at a cocktail. I got caught, and you know, Brian, how anal I am about so many different little things, but I got caught on not thinking about pregnant women. And I saw her go and I went running to her and I was like, I have juice, I have this. And she was like, No, I'm good, I'm good with the water. I'm like, no, I have things that have flavor because I wanted to make sure that, and from that day on, I never did that again. Because I realized though, I was thinking about people that didn't drink alcohol, I didn't think about a pregnant woman who may still want something with flavor outside of that, didn't want a soda. So I think there's so many things that we do need to think of, and I know we can't do all of them, but awareness, of our differences and our and our likeness means so much moving forward. So that is what I task um, everyone to do when that we get off of this to to be open, to be different, and to ask what is needed from someone. How can I be of service? If any of you, I'm gonna fill this in because I wasn't writing my LinkedIn. If I'm not connected to anyone that's here on LinkedIn. I'm under LinkedIn, under Leslie Short. Um, I am thinking about the topic next week until I see yours on belonging. Does belonging equal inclusion? Because belonging is the new buzzword in corporate America right now. And so I would love to hear thoughts on do you need to belong or is inclusion what you're looking for? Because to me, they're two different things. I want to always say thank you for joining me. We could go on for another two hours because I think there's so much to to discuss, whether it is gender, whether it's race, whether it's veterans, whether it's disability, whether it's LGBTQ T plus plus. I think we all as individuals need to be aware the next time you are on a plane that someone that's in a chair does not have their chair when they're on the plane and therefore has a difficult time going to the restroom and or cannot go until they land. And when they land, you still have to wait
0: for your chair. I want you all to think about that. I want you to think about um, each of what you have to deal with and go, how do I approve this as I look at this? Thank you for joining us for this week's discussion and as always thank you Micah and the Village Collective for working with us. Please join us for next week's discussion and please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at the Cabo Group. Until next time, keep expanding beyond your current culture and catch us on Visibility Unlimited. Thank you.